If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Peter's upcoming season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 157. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got another good Temptation Island show for you. Um, Two guests, but they are of the single variety in Medina Ali and Kareem James, two of the more prominent singles on the island because Medina has basically uh, been the focal point of Rick's journey and Kareem has most definitely been the focal point of a Sonica's jersey. Uh, jersey. Journey. So we're going to have both of them on, and uh, it'll be you, you will really like Medina. That girl is just full of energy, and I got a kick out of her. And she has no filter, and you'll know that she has her own podcast. So she's really good at talking and really good in interview form. So she was great. Kareem also as well, very introspective guy, really smart. And uh, I think he's just this guy just got some serious game. Um, uh, I really uh, have enjoyed watching Kareem this season. But um, I know a lot of you are coming here uh, for Bachelor stuff. Um, and so if you don't want to be mini-spoiled, you might want to fast-forward through the next few minutes. But um, look, I know a lot of you want to know, who did Peter choose? Who did Peter choose? Uh, you know, and I, I what I can say is this. I've been told who won, but as a every season, I, I need a certain sort of confirmation about that, and I'm not going to sit here and say who I was told who won, because that's easy for someone to say, oh, well, Reality Steve said so-and-so, he thinks wins, and then someone just runs with it, and then it ends up being right, and they'll take, you know, whatever, some sort of credit for it. So, look, I mean, basically you had a 33% chance of being right. I mean, there's only three girls left that we, we last left us with, which was, you know, Victoria and then um, and Madison and Hannah Ann. So, yeah, I've been told, and I've been told things about what possibly went down at the end. But like I said, at, at this point every year, I get a lot of stuff told to me, and it's just weeding out what's right, what's accurate, what isn't, what's hearsay, what's factual. 
And that's all I'm doing at this point. Um, I could run with what I have right now, but I'm just not solid enough yet. I'm waiting for a, a specific thing to hear. And once I get that, I, I will I will tell you who it is. Like, I'm not trying to hold out. I mean, I'm sure you would much rather me get it right than me just tell you who I think it might be and who I'm kind of hearing it is. And then it ended up being wrong. And then I have to deal with, why did you tell us it was so-and-so? You know? So I just like, look, all I, do, all I want to do is be right. You know? I just like to get it right. I, would, I don't like being wrong when it comes to the ending of the show. So that's all I'm waiting for is just that final nail in the coffin to say yeah this is this is who peter chose but um i do know some things that went down uh some things that haven't i have not revealed and uh so that's that's that in regards to peter and the ending uh, of the season when i know i'm telling you you will know okay be patient you're gonna get it you get it every season this season is no different so you will get it as soon as i can get it confirmed with the sources that uh, I'm I'm waiting on. A couple other things in Bachelor Nation that I wanted to address. This has come up a couple times on on Twitter to me, um, Instagram as well. This notion that don't be so hard on Victoria because the men, the married men that she was with, are just as culpable in. What happened? And I, why are why am I not reporting about them? Or they're just as guilty? Look, I never said they weren't guilty, but those guys aren't on the show. Those guys aren't about to be exposed to eight million people a week every Monday night. Nobody knows who they are because I never mentioned any names. I know their names. The people in Virginia Beach know their names. They all know what happened, but. Why would I bring them up and 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 call them out when you, who are reading the story and who are watching the show, have no idea who those men are? It, do, it doesn't make any sense. The poll point is Victoria Fuller is a contestant on The Bachelor this season. She did this in her past. I'm letting you know about it. I don't see any reason to bring the guys into this. The guys are idiots for doing what they did. They lost marriages because of it. So... I, yeah, of course, it's it's almost like it's so obvious that they are just as guilty as Victoria is. But to say that they are more guilty, that's just idiotic. Both of parties are were stupid for doing what they did. And Victoria knew what she was doing. It's not like she didn't know they were married. Trust me, she did. <laughs> and these guys knew they were married, and they strayed from their wives. So... Um, the, just this, just hearing this notion that why you're so don't be so hard on Victoria. These guys are just as bad. It's like, yeah, I know they are just as bad. I thought that was pretty much a given. I don't think I need to explain it. But we're not talking about the guys because we're talking about Victoria Fuller, since I cover The Bachelor and she's a Bachelor contestant. That caught me off guard. Um, I, I want to say one thing about something going on in Bachelor Nation right now. Um. <sighs> I don't know how to put this. Um, there is something that is, I mean, I, I'd i say it's somewhat of a big deal, but it's not like earth shattering. And I think once, once the story eventually comes out, I think there will be people out there that are like, oh, okay, yeah, kind of knew that. But there is something out there that's, um, 
that's happening that has happened and um it has nothing it's nothing to do with peter season let me make that clear this is not having to do with peter season it's just something going on in bachelor nation that hasn't been reported yet i was made aware of it but honestly i don't think it's my place to tell this story but i do think it'll get out there this has nothing to do with rachel and raven this is not a rachel and raven thing trust me um but there is a story going on, and there is a story in Bachelor Nation that I think is going to get out soon. But um, I'm I'm not going to be the one to tell it. It's just not my place. Um, but it will get out there. I, I just want to give you a heads up, and I'm sorry about that tease. But it's just something that I've been come to with. Um, I've even been asked to report it, and I'm just I felt uncomfortable reporting it. When it is reported, when it finally breaks. I will tell you that that's the story I was talking about. And that was what I was told about. I didn't find out about it until recently, but apparently it's been going on for a few months. So um, that's the best I can give. I know it's pretty vague, but um, the only reason I'm bringing it up is because people have wanted me to mention it and break the story. And I'm just like, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Let them do it. And uh, they can... Those involved can uh, can break it. I'm actually surprised. I mean, knowing what it is, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't gotten out yet. But um, and like I said, I just found out about it like last week, and it just hasn't. Um, and when I found out about it last week, I was told this situation has been going on for a few months. So, yeah. So that's where we're at. I just wanted to give you a, a, a heads up that uh, when the story breaks, I'll tell you which one it is. You'll know. Um, and I, I, I suspect it's going to get out there probably sooner rather than later. So I know super vague. Why'd you tell us in the first place? I know. I already know the, the complaints that are coming on this one, but I'm just here to tell you I'm only bringing it up because I was told to report it and I just didn't feel comfortable reporting it. So there you are with that. Um, so here, here we are, Bachelor season. You know, like I said, filming ended this past weekend. When I know, you will know. I'm not holding out for anything other than I want the solid confirmation that I get every year and and kind of go from there. Obviously, coming off a season where I initially reported that Hannah was engaged to Tyler, that ended up being wrong. Change it to Peter. Obviously, you know what happened there. Had the whole story with the Haley Stevens stuff. So obviously, I want to get this right, and I'm just waiting for solid confirmation. Before we get started with today's podcast, I want to talk about our advertiser this week. We brought them up before, and it's Onyx and Rose. CBD oils are becoming that new trendy thing. You know, you hear about CBD oils everywhere now. Well, Onyx and Rose has a bunch of products, including oils, capsules, bliss bombs, bath bombs, even chewables for your pets. Now, I think the misconception is CBD is going to get you high. Um, it is CBD is just one of the many chemical compounds found in hemp that interact with receptors in our bodies to produce therapeutic benefits to the mind and body. I know I've been using it because as I've been getting older, I've noticed more aches and pains when I wake up in the morning or after I get back from the gym. So for me, it's more of a, uh, I use it more as not necessarily I'm in super pain when I wake up or whatever, but I've noticed it has certainly helped reduce pain for me. I've been waking up with less 
cranks in my neck and joints, and I've been taking it every day. It's really cool stuff, and it's Onyx and Rose. Got a special deal for you. You can try Onyx and Rose products for yourself and save 15% off. You visit onyxandrose.com slash Steve and use the code Steve at checkout. You must be 18 or older and live in the United States to take advantage of this offer. Again, that's onyxandrose.com slash Steve, O-N-Y-X-A-N-D-R-O-S-E dot com slash Steve to learn more about their full selection of CBD oils, capsules, bliss bombs, bath bombs, and pet products. And be sure to use the code Steve at checkout to save 15% off your first purchase. Without any further ado, let's get started uh, with our first guest on podcast number 157. Let's welcome in our first guest. She is one of the singles on Temptation Island this season. We've been seeing a lot of her. It is Medina Ali. Medina, how are you? I am great. (laughs) How are you, Steve? Sounds like it. Wow, that's a hell of an introduction there. I like it. I like the energy. Okay. I want to get started with this. I'm going to ask you a basic question, but I am not going to allow you to give a basic answer. Okay? And I'll tell you why. So my basic question is, what made you want to sign up on this show and go on this show as a single? And I will not accept the answer of, well... You know, dating life isn't going great, and other avenues haven't worked for us. Like that, no, 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 that doesn't work <laughs> on when it comes to this show because that's what the bachelor, that's what all the bachelor girls say, and the bachelor guys like, well, my regular dating life isn't working, so I figured I'd try this. Like, no, but this is different because you're going on the show as a single, knowing that the only person you can meet on this show, the only you have a one in four chance, and the one guy that you possibly might meet is already in a relationship. So knowing that. What was your thought process going into this show? Okay. Here was my thought process. And it, it's probably going to sound crazy because I literally went on a show to be a sidekick. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, liked, I, liked the, I liked the I uh, candor. Okay. That's what it is. Yeah. I was a whole sidekick. They have whole girlfriends. Like, we knew what was up. Okay. So I I already like broadcast my my dating life sex life. I'm very open about like all of that on my podcast, cocktails. And so when I when this opportunity presented itself to me, I was like, wow, I have such a hard time dating most of the time that me going on this show, it'll give me an opportunity to maybe like look at myself. I can literally watch the show and see myself and see what I'm doing wrong when I'm dating these guys out here. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally what my thought process is. I get to go on here. I'm going to date, hopefully find somebody that I really connect with. But if not, I can literally watch it and critique myself and be like, wow, bitch, you're really clingy or you're being annoying yeah. or you're being argumentative or maybe too aggressive. Like it, that's literally why I went on there too. So I could critique my dating skills. Okay. That's a great answer because I want, I want you to now talk about like people that maybe don't even know, um, exactly what it is you do. Talk about your podcast that you have, how you got it started, and kind of the voice. I know you do some voiceover work and stuff, so tell everybody a little bit of your background going into this. Okay, so I, me and a friend, um, we started a podcast called Cocktails, C-O-C-K-T-A-L-E-S, yeah. Dirty Discussion. 
where we started to just talk about our personal experiences. And at first, you know, we didn't really, no one was really listening, but then we started getting like a bunch of women emailing us and women and men for, for real saying like, Oh my gosh, I've been through this too. Oh my gosh. Like this experience that you had, I had this experience. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, it, we get very explicit on my show. Um, so we started to share our, our personal sex stories, our dating stories, guys that we met times when we've been side chicks and didn't know, you know, just all types of stuff pertaining to relationships and dating in our personal lives. Very, very personal. We don't come on our show and lie. We're personal. We talk about embarrassing stuff, romantic stuff, whatever it is. And it just started, the audience started to grow from there. It was like, there were so many men and women that were like, how do you have a threesome? You know, how do you do this? And we kind of just turned into little fake sex therapist because we are not licensed yeah. <laughs> and then from there <laughs> like it, the show just started to grow and it's been great it's still growing and I've always done voiceover like that's something that after my podcast kind of started to grow I started to get more work because I do different voices on my show but um yeah that's that's kind of me like I'm open I'm an open book I, so when I see some of the people say like I'm too aggressive on the show it's hilarious because I'm like I'm not doing this just to get attention and stay on a show. This is literally how I am. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny that you said <clears throat> some of the stuff that gets brought up on your podcast of, um, you know, how do you have a threesome? Well, I guess my answer would be go on Temptation Island. That's how you get a threesome. Ask, <laughs> go on Temptation Island and ask David, Sam, and Peyton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so I, that's that's really cool that you're uh, that you do that. You have a podcast about it. You talk about your dating life and sex life and all that stuff. Um, so I think I've seen it knowing that now, you know, I've seen it come across. You're very open on the show and you're very, I, I think a lot of the people, at least the responses that I've seen and the ones that I've received, like really, really like you and Rick as a couple. They almost think that you are the couple on the show and they're like, wow, they, <laughs> they really get each, they seem to really get each other, even though they do have some bickering back and forth. He really mm -hmm. seemed to care about you right away and you were... Would it say, would you say like when you first made your entrance and the singles came out and you met the couples that Rick was first to uh, get your eye or was it somebody else and then it eventually became Rick? Well, no, like when we start, when I did my intro and I looked and I was looking at them, I was looking at Gavin initially, like Gavin kind of caught my eye physically mm -hmm. and he was who I was looking at. I, saw I was like, who is she looking at? And I was looking at Gavin like, oh, like he's probably gonna be like who I probably connect with. You know, he's big. He's he looks like a football player. Like I was like, okay. <laughs> but then <laughs> when I actually got to talk to Gavin and like talk to him a little bit, I wasn't feeling any type of connection. I was like, mm -mm, the jokes are corny. I can't do this. I can't do these corny jokes. He's cool, but no. And then when I talked to Rick, we were just like you know joking back and forth he gets my personality he gets my humor i get his like we just really had this connection that was like a, a a friendship connection at first like just like for a couple of minutes and then it was like oh well you are kind of cute i mean you little but you're cute <laughs> you're little is rick is rick little <laughs> really uh Rick is a little guy. He is like I'm thick, and sometimes I would be like, "Oh, I hope you can like handle all of this." Yeah. Okay. Um. I, uh, how, by the way, how tall is Rick? I can't tell on TV. How tall is he? I, Rick has to be like maybe like five ten, maybe maybe five eleven. I would say. Okay. Maybe. So when you say little, you mean like he's lanky. He's not like thick like Gavin. Is. Gavin's a big boy. He's a football right. player. Right. I would say okay. He, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's not like a thick guy. Okay. So. When Rick came back from that first bonfire, 
obviously he was pretty shook by what he saw and was pretty standoffish with you. Did you take that more that he was just in a bad mood? He wasn't into you as much. Were you put off that he wanted to shut down because that's the way he seemed to deal with it? Um, honestly, this is going to sound like a little bit selfish, but when Rick reacted like that, I thought that it was, it annoyed me. It honestly annoyed me because I was like, I'm here too. And I also put a lot on the line. My feelings for one are out here and in the open. You've got a whole ass girlfriend. I'm being a whole side chick and I'm constantly sitting here being here with you, wanting to hear how you feel. Are you okay? And you're not doing the same for me. Mm-hmm. And I get it that you're you're sad and you just saw your girl get smashed on TV. <laughs> but I have to sit here and listen to you, you know, like cry about this. And I also like you. So, I mean, I know that's very selfish, but that's honestly how I felt. Okay. So you were, okay, I, I see what you're saying. And at that point, you and Rick pretty much had established that, okay, we're into each other. But he, um, you know, was not having it, wasn't feeling it in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. what he had just seen. So he's like, I just... This is what I do. And then he came over to you. I think that was the time where he came over to you and he gave you a, a kiss on each cheek and said, you know, chill, it'll be okay, or whatever. And everyone was like, wait, what's going on with these two? Like, I don't – Rick is – seemingly, did you feel like he was sending you mixed signals? Absolutely. Even even okay. in that scene, I was like, what the hell happened? Wait, what? Are you – are these angry kisses? Are they happy? Like, what's going on? Yeah. No, I um, – I, I – I see that now looking back on it, I was like, yeah, that probably was a little confusing uh, to Medina. Um, and then, you know, as we move forward in the show, you had a um, parasailing date. Was it the parasailing with Gavin? Yeah. That was you, that parasailing. Yeah. <laughs> that um, was me. I, I, and I talked to Rick about this. I even talked to Gavin about it. It just seemed like that one, I, I know that the idea behind the show is to kind of date as many people as you want and, you know, kind of play the field and not just stick with one person, even though it has been uh, a couple instances of the season, like Asanika and Kareem, where they just ask the same person out on every date. The Gavin, Mm -hmm. the Gavin asking you out on the date seemed really out of left field. Maybe there was stuff that wasn't shown to us. Were you surprised that he asked you or did you know this was coming? (laughs) Gavin plays so much. I literally thought he was joking. And like, he would always say little slick things like, Medina, you know you like me. Stop playing. And I'd be like, Gavin, I sincerely don't. Like, I don't, <laughs> this, like, I, <laughs> I'm not playing with you. Like, this is for real. And so when he asked me on the date, I was definitely, I was flabbergasted. I was like, what are we even going to talk about? But okay, like, I'll go on the, I'll go on the date with you because, mate, like you said, we went on this show to date people, even though I didn't really want to be dating anybody else. You ask me on the date, I'll go on the date with you and let's see how it goes. But in my in the forefront of my mind, I knew that this was not really going to be going nowhere. Okay, so it wasn't anything romantic at all with Gavin. and At all. From I, One of my first conversations with Gavin, he said he didn't like to kiss. And I was like, oh, this isn't going to work. <laughs> he didn't like to kiss in general or on first dates? <laughs> no, like he just said he doesn't really like to kiss. And I was like, this oh. isn't going to work. Who am I going to kiss in the house? I got to kiss somebody. Yeah, okay. Um, so was Rick... Obviously, I think Gavin said that Rick knew about it, and it wasn't like he caught Rick off guard or even asked. I think he said he didn't even ask Rick permission because he felt like he didn't need to. The whole the whole experience was to you know date around. Um, were you right. were you like number one thinking about Rick the whole date? Was when you got back from the date was Rick jealous? How did that go? 
Rick wasn't jealous because he knew he wasn't threatened. Like, it wasn't, like, a threat to him. Okay. I had already, like, yeah, he, he didn't feel threatened. And when we were on the date, they put us on the same boat That's to right. Paracel. I thought that was so petty. Like, <laughs> Rick is with Sam. I'm with Gavin. And the whole time, Rick and I are sometimes, like, looking at each other like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> we should just switch real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so speaking of speaking of Sam, let's let's get to it from from your perspective of what you saw went down and what you know went down. Assuming having befriended Sam and or Peyton when you were out there, um, mm-hmm. how, how would you exp- did you know in the moment what was happening, or did you find out the next morning? How did you find out everything that went down with with uh, Dave, with- and Sam, and Peyton, the threesome? Oh my gosh, I I knew that night what happened. Like I was always in everybody's business. Me and Colleen, we made sure we stayed in everybody's business. Um, Who the hell is Colleen? Right after it. <laughs> Who the hell is Colleen? <laughs> was she on the show? Is this someone that didn't get any airtime? Because I don't know what a Colleen. Colleen, she didn't get a lot of airtime, but that is my partner in crime, and okay. she is still. <laughs> A part of the ho and a prominent single, even though she doesn't get that much airtime. I love her. Wait, you guys called yourselves the Ho-Hut? We called ourselves the Ho-Hut. We formed a whole little sorority, and we called ourselves the Ho-Hut. We got a logo made and everything. Nice. Okay. (laughs) But so the threesome, I found out about it because Sam, she honestly felt really bad. She was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that all of this just happened. You know, like, and she kind of, she didn't think that it was going to be shown on the show. She's like, this is USA Network. They're not going to show that. We're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're not, they're not going to show that. They're going to say that for HBO. So she, and she, right after we all got reunited with each other, when Sam returned back to us, um, she, she was like, oh my gosh, Medina, like I, me and David kind of got handsy. Peyton was in there. I was like, Peyton was in there. What were y'all doing? And they just kind of like explained it. Like we were kissing, shirts were off. We were in the shower. I was like, wow. They didn't give me the full story. Because when I watched the show, I was like, Peyton, your booty is out. <laughs> yeah, it was. But they told me that night. Wow. So, okay. I want your opinion as a woman. Because I don't know how it ends up with Kate and Dave. But I can't think. And I, and I know that, look, they have however many years they have invested in each other before going on to the show. And he can talk about how it was an emotionless threesome and it was just a hookup and we were drunk and whatnot. However, as a woman in that position, I want you to put yourself in Kate's shoes, regardless of how much he apologizes and how much he says it was emotionless and it didn't mean anything. Could you ever get past something like that? Could I ever get past it? Yeah. You know, if he would have maybe been with just one person. Yeah. Not even just one person. If David would have had the threesome and it would have just seemed like a a fun thing, I maybe could get past it. But the way that David was playing everybody in the house strategically, not everybody, but the three girls that he was involved with, and I can't even include Peyton in that because she was just there for that threesome. Her and David were like never a real thing. But the way that he was strategically like playing Tanita and Sam, um... I I was I was even looking at David like what are you doing, bro? Like, you, you, who are you even trying to connect with? If you're really trying to connect with, anybody? it just seems like he is good at lying to women, mm. and so that's the part that I don't think I would be able to get past. You're witnessing how, like, watching your dude or your person lay out their game plan, yeah. and I wouldn't be able to get past that because now I know it. I got the blueprint, and you're good at it. 
So I'm wondering, did you as women, because after it happened, you know, David is very apologetic. He says, I can't believe it happened. He even pulled Sam aside and said, look, I don't want it to be weird between us, but I think I'm going to pursue Tanita. Tanita just seemed to blow it off like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, I don't care that you had a threesome. I'm really into you. Like, that was kind of weird to me. But did any of you women ever pull David aside and basically say what you just said to me? Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, who are you? What's your goal here? It seems like you're just all over the place. Did any of you guys sit him down or? Um, I, they're not, I don't think that's going to be shown in the show, but like I, Sam did multiple times. There was a night and I don't know if I'm, can I talk about stuff that they're not going to, that wasn't in the show? Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. There, yep. uh, there was one night in particular where, um, like we were all doing something, we were all going to take shots, and I can't remember if it was David or Tanita. They were like, "No," you know, David was like, "No, Tanita's not going to take a shot," or Tanita was like, "David is not going to drink tonight." And we were all like, "Wait, what?" First of all, he got a whole ass girlfriend in the other house. What? When did y'all put ownership on each other? And why can't he have fun? Yeah. So Sam didn't want to call him out on it or call Tanita out on it. I can't remember who was placing the ownership on the other one, but one of them did that. So I was like, well, do y'all want me to go in the kitchen and just bring it up and see how it goes? So, you know, we all went in the kitchen. I was like, well, Tanita and David, why are y'all acting like y'all own each other? Why can't you just have fun? David, you're in a whole relationship. You've been trying to get it, Sam. Like, what are you really doing? And then this whole argument just like, started and it was a it was a big old argument that they i know they're not going to show that and then i just kind of like dipped out of it because rick was like do you know why you're always starting shit that has nothing to do with you but yeah we, we did talk about it and every gavin said it was none of our business and we didn't need to you know bring that up we all needed to stay out of their business but sam is my girl tanita's my girl and he was playing both my girls okay no that makes that makes perfect sense and yeah I, as far as i know that's definitely not shown this season so um it's interesting to I mean it's interesting to note. Other guests have said stuff that, you know, didn't quite make the final cut, so I don't think there's anything wrong with with saying that. Okay. I mean, what was your overall I mean, when you looked at the the four guys overall, we okay, we, we can exclude Rick because we know how you feel about Rick, but spending time with the three other guys on the island for the month, give me your impression of them, um, starting with let's start with Gavin. Well, yeah, I know you thought he was corny, right? I thought I did think Gavin was corny, but in a big bro way. Like Gavin is like big bro. That's kind of how I looked at him. He was corny. Okay. He's maybe even like dad. They had a joke in the house, and they would call me and Gavin mom and dad. And Gavin was like the dad. Okay. So that's how I look at him. He's corny, but cool. I love Gavin. And then what about? Um, let's go to David. I mean, it doesn't sound like you were a huge fan of his. It's not that I wasn't that I wasn't a huge fan of his. It's just that David to me, he there was no like I have a lot of personality, so it's hard for me to connect <laughs> with people that yeah, like you're just like food that is not seasoned. Like it was just I didn't have anything in common with David. I remember when I first saw him, I was like, oh, he's fine. Maybe I'll try to connect with him. But then I was like, oh, he doesn't really like talk about stuff. <laughs> Like well, nothing, and 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 I've I've discussed this with Rick. I've discussed it with Casey. I've discussed it with Gavin. David is honestly not. I mean, just listening to you talk, you're very vibrant. You're very upbeat and super duper just out there. And David is like you know the complete opposite. He doesn't have any emotion whatsoever. Never too high. Never too low. No just, emotion. Yeah, flatlining every time. You know. Um, and that's yeah. it's just his personality. It's not a good or a bad thing, but. Right. Certainly, I just didn't connect with that in any yeah. way, a friend level or a romantic level. I just I don't know how you can. And then what about Casey for you? 
for me, um, Casey was exhausting. While David didn't have like any, uh, you know, emotions and he really didn't talk much, Casey, he had emotions, but Casey was exhausting to talk to. I would be like, well, you can't even, when do I get to talk, bro? What, what you, and he was always just concerned about being right. Like Casey would have a conversation and then if you say well Casey well why did you say this he's like well actually that's not what I said and he would repeat everything he just said to get his point across to make sure that you know that he's listening to the whole conversation and he heard what everybody said and this is how it went I mean talking to Casey was exhausting for me I, that night in the pool when I was talking to him I was so glad Peyton came and I could get out and <laughs> pool and leave oh that's right because that was you in the pool with him that were like why are you playing Peyton right wasn't that that was you that were yeah. saying what's your deal and Wait, okay, was that you in the pool with him, or was it Peyton in the pool with him where we see the clip of him saying, the one that was shown to Ashley at Bonfire, of, you know, and Casey has seemed to have a lot of issues with it, how it was shown and how it was aired, and he said he never said mm-hmm. it in that way. Um, was that Peyton? You had already yeah, left the pool? Me. me and Casey were in the pool, and then so we were having that conversation. I called him an asshole, said he was an undercover fun boy. Yeah. And we had a conversation, and he was trying to explain himself. And then someone told Peyton that Casey was talking to me, and then Peyton came out there like, what are y'all doing? And then when they started talking, I was like, okay, here's my, my exit. Okay, so you that's that was your impression of him, that he's a undercover fuckboy? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it seems like, you know, I mean, as now – we saw the end of uh, the other episode and then this past episode, episode six, where Casey is now just a crying mess. It sounds like he just basically secluded himself um, after mm-hmm. seeing the Casey or the Ashley and uh, Ben footage. And then tonight uh, when the episode airs, um, the video messages that we leave for each other, that's another doozy of Casey. Um, you know, I mean, you'll all see how it plays out tonight, but judging by the last couple of the 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 end of episode five's reaction and then all the that you saw last week in episode six you can pretty much know how what casey's going to say in his in his video message yeah. tonight to ashley um so as for you um <laughs> going into video messages were you ever convincing rick like hey don't send ashley anything or hey do send her something where we, where did you stand um no i I wanted him to say whatever he felt like he needed to say to her um, and hear her out, whatever she needed to say. I mean, I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit nervous about if whatever she, because Rick had a lot of, he had, has a lot of respect for Ashley. Yeah. And um, he never once talked bad about her to me. He never, he never did that. So I was a little bit nervous about like, oh, she's about to wrangling back in she was about to squeeze her way back into his heart like i was nervous about that part but i never told him don't say anything that's your girl what, what that's your girlfriend yeah okay so when when did you find out that ashley had had sex with kb did rick ever tell you that i he he um he would like make little hints about it and when i would talk to him about it he would just kind of give me this look like you know you know that she did it but he never said it gavin actually told me i don't know if it was gavin or one of the other boys was like no like rick's having a really rough time like just kind of calm down tonight because his girlfriend you can actually see the thrusting in the sheet that's what they told us okay and speaking of sheet thrusting um you're someone (laughs) (laughs) you're someone who obviously has a podcast and talks about dating life and her sex life or whatever 
So it was either last episode or the episode before where, um, you know, you get into bed with Rick and you talk about something soft that you can show him. Um, <laughs> so oh my God. what can you say? Do you want to say what happened with you and Rick? You're wanting to know, like, what happened under the sheet. I mean, I guess. You have you seem to have no problem talking about this stuff. You don't want to. I mean, I, honestly, I just had a secret to tell him. Like, I was just down there telling a secret. Like, that's all. Like, I, that secret's going to stay under those covers. Okay. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, I was just curious uh, because when we saw that, we were like, whoa, okay. She's <laughs> Rick's head. Rick's head is out above the sheets and uh <laughs> and medina's isn't and there's movement i but it wasn't it was also like it also wasn't low enough so i was like okay i think she's like just maybe kissing his chest i don't know like yeah I don't know. you know i'm just gonna let people fill in that blank yeah, whatever you okay. think i was doing i was doing it okay so um here we are episode seven is airing tonight like i said it's it's video messages tonight at this point in the, I, I want you to go back to this point in filming. Where did you think that you were at with Rick? Oh man, I thought that I was. I had finally got him where I wanted him. Not to sound like I was like trapping him or anything, but I, Rick is a lot of work, and I felt like I was finally getting somewhere good with him. But th- at this moment, while we were filming the show, I was like. I'm about to start losing him a little bit. Because that's going to fuck you up. You get to see your person talk to you. Yeah. Oh, so you thought it was going south once the video message. Yeah, I was like, I'm about to look like a fool. I was like, I'm going to look like a fool. So what, at that time, were you, in your head, were you, like, if Rick is up for it, I would be, he is somebody that I could date outside this show. Was that in your head? He is somebody that I could date, not just like dive into a full on relationship with him. Cause like we still like Rick is a great guy, but there's still some like things that we talked about where we'd be like, okay, we have some work to do. Hmm. We're, 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 we're compatible, but we're different in a lot of areas. Give me, give me one area. Just give me one that we're, we're in, in talks with him in the 30 days that you were out there, you realized that maybe something wasn't compatible between you two. I mean, like we talked about one thing that Ashley had mentioned that she wanted to do with Rick was like she wanted them to move in together. And so we talked about that. Like when a, when you're dating someone for a certain amount of time, you move in together. How do you think bills should be split? And a lot of people might think that like you don't need to have that discussion, but I'm not that woman. We need to have that discussion because if I'm moving in with my man, please believe you're paying the rent. And Rick was like, what? Oh, no, relax. Like, we split and everything. And we had a whole, like, I was like, bro, no. Are you kidding me? Huh. We're grown grown. So if we move in together, we're going to be talking about marriage next. Like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh. So I was kind of like, whoa. Okay, so if, just take any boyfriend. It doesn't have to be Rick. If a boyfriend asks you to move in with him, you expect him to pay rent and then what? Split bills? We can we can figure out how we're going to do the bills. Okay. But like as far as rent, I want my man to take care of it. Okay. I think I I honestly I've never I haven't thought about that for a long time. Um Yeah, I guess I could see that. If I asked somebody to move in with me, I wouldn't say 
50-50 on rent. Yeah, that wouldn't make a lot of sense to me, to be honest with you, now that I think about it. Um, but Rick is Rick wants 50-50 on rent. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that would have been an issue. Uh, all right. Uh, that's cool. Um, all right. So tonight, like we said, episode seven tonight, we're, we're coming down to the, the nitty-gritty here after – I can tell people that after um, after episode seven, I believe is oh wait eight nine ten is the ten is the uh, final bonfires. Um, I want to say after seven, there's I don't think there's any dates left other than final dates. I think so. Uh, I'll just leave that out there for everybody. Um, that'll be interesting to watch. And um, Medina, thank you so much for coming on. I really liked your energy. You were, a, you were a great. You were a bundle to deal with. I love this. This was great. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that I got to come on. No, thank you. And by the way, your Instagram is Coffee Bean Dean. What's the meaning behind Coffee Bean Dean? Are you just a big fan of Coffee Bean? So I love coffee. I love coffee. And then my everyone who's really close to me, they call me Dean. Okay, gotcha. And by the way, I was, for the first three or four episodes of the season, I kept calling you Medina. Sorry. You did? <laughs> I, like the, I think there's a golf course called yeah, Medina. Yeah, that's, that's okay. why. Uh, and, and, it, and, it spelled the, and you spell it the exact same way. That's why I was like, yeah, Medina <laughs> Golf Course in Chicago. I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, I got it. I got it right now. It's Medina. Medina Ali, uh, her Instagram, Coffee Bean Dean. And your podcast is called Cocktails, spelled cock as in penis, C-O-C-K-T-A-L-E-S. You can check it out. But uh, Medina, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Steve. You got it. Thank you so much to Medina for that. Uh, She was great. (laughs) Talk about energy. My gosh. Do we ever? Have, it was the last time we had a guest that had that much energy and was just that peppy about everything. I I loved it. She was great. Um, you just get to know some of the singles more because we know nothing about them. We know a little bit more about the couples because they talk about their situation and where they were before the show and how long they've been together and the issues that they've been having. These singles are just thrown on the show, and basically all of us look at them as okay, you're there to break people up, and we don't know a lot of their background. We know nothing about what they did. Not until I started doing a little research on Medina did I even know that she had a podcast and talked about dating and sex and all that stuff. So, yeah, go check that out. It's called Cocktails, C-O-C-K-T-A-L-E-S. And um, I really appreciate her coming on. So we had one of the female singles, probably the most prominent female single, I would say, on the show this season in terms of somebody who's gotten the most airtime. Uh, and now we're going to talk to one of the guys, the probably one of the most prominent guys on this season that's part of the singles group. So uh, time uh, for our next guest. Let's bring him in. Uh, he is one of the other singles that we see prominently this season on Temptation Island. It is Kareem Thomas. Kareem, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, Reality Steve. Happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Um, I just had... Um, uh, why am I blanking on her name? I just interviewed her. It was the other single that I just... Oh, Medina. I just had Medina on. Medina. <laughs> uh, talking to Medina. Medina. And um, so I'm going to ask you what I asked her to start off with. Um, kind of how did you come to get on this show? Had you seen season one? Where were you at? In, I mean, obviously, you were single, but um, what made you go on a show like this where... 
you knew you only had a one in four chance. You only had four women that you were going to have an opportunity to meet, and all of them were going to have boyfriends. So right. what, what made you want to get involved in something like that? To be quite frankly honest, um, the opportunity came across, and I thought it would be a good idea to, you know, put myself out there in front of the world and pretty much, um, you know, I'm competitive by nature. I'm an athlete all my my entire life, and I thought it would be a good chance to be in a unique situation with a lot of cool people, hopefully potentially find love. I mean, who wouldn't want to do that, right? Yeah. I, who did you – I guess my next question would be, did Asanika jump out at you right away when you saw the four couples sitting there? Was that the one that you knew pretty much like, okay, this is the one I kind of want to own in on? Um, absolutely. I mean, I, to this day, I will never forget she was wearing a yellow dress, I believe. Um, I was really, my attention was focused on her. But then as I did my intro, a lot of the single guys were telling me that Ashley G was the one waving at me. So I was a little confused at that point because I really didn't know, you know, who I should really go after. But at the same time, I always had my eyes on Sonic the entire time. Once it got started, and even though you went on, I mean, we know you've gone on every date with Asanika, did you ever want to go out on a date with another woman? Not as a slight to Asanika, but just like, hey, we're all here to experience as many people as possible. Did you feel a little weird being kind of just locked into Asanika or were you fine with it? I'm going to be quite frankly honest. In the beginning, uh, maybe after the second date, the first date wasn't the best date ever. So um, right after that date, you know, I thought about exploring elsewhere. But then when she asked me on the second date, you know, I figured, you know, I'll, I'll try this one out because the first one didn't go too great. Um, the second one went phenomenal. So, you know, after that, I thought, you know, I was pretty much locked in at that point. Yeah. Um, uh, they, I did hear a few people talking about a few of the other girls were interested in taking me out, but, um, you know, I was just interested in Sonic at that time. I, di- I didn't really have too many other conversations in the house with any of the other girls. So, honestly, I was just focused on Sonic that yeah. pretty much the whole time at that point. And I think, um, you know, I think a lot of people are seeing, like, you guys have a really – you guys have connected right away, and you've been super, super patient with her – uh, up to this point, you know, we're through six episodes, yeah. episode uh, seven, you know, we're recording this Wednesday, but, you know, it's going to be airing tomorrow. So episode seven airing tonight. Right. Um, you know, you've been super <laughs> patient, probably more so, you know, because some of the other guys, well, I guess you should say some of the other guys, KB, you know, had already gotten <laughs> uh, some action from from Ashley. So and Sonica obviously showed interest in you. You guys seem to hit it off. She really seems to like right. you. Can you tell us the timeline of the distance you were allowed to be close to Asanika? First off, I think it was it was like arms length, and then we went to shoulder yes. length, and then elbow length, yes. and then last week you got a peck on the cheek. You were like, Jesus, how long is this going to take? Right, right. <laughs> exactly right. So, yeah, so um, she established that really early on. You know, she told me her rules with her and Gavin, between her and Gavin, and then she told me, you know, I'm going to have to, work my way in from arm's length all the way up to shoulder. And then as you guys saw, I actually got a kiss on the cheek. So I was pretty excited about that. But, you know, Sonic is a, she's a tough cookie, right? Um, I had to be really patient and respectful. And I also wanted to be that type of guy that's respecting her relationship because she did come here in a situation. Um, so, you know, I was patient and, you know, we'll see what happens. When, when we're watching the show, and I think it was the last episode 
The last time we saw a bonfire, we see uh, Gavin seeing a clip of you and Asanika together. I mean, all the clips that he saw were of you and uh, Asanika together. But, um, you know, right. first one was about the culture, that he wasn't really into that, uh, her, her culture. Um, and then it turned into, you know, doesn't compliment me enough, and then the hand-holding is different. Um, so when you're assessing Asanika and Gavin's relationship from afar, right? what did you take out of it? I mean, obviously there's probably other stuff that she told you that we aren't privy to, but what did, what was your impression of Asanika and Gavin's relationship? Do you think they were in deep trouble, or they just had some issues that needed to be communicated better? Yeah, to be honest, I didn't... I, in the beginning, I really didn't think there was too many issues going on. I think um, Sonic just needed a little bit more attention in the relationship. She's an individual that needs, you know, needs comfort in her relationship. And um, I don't think Gavin was doing that for her. He wasn't really, you know, making her feel secure in the relationship. And he wasn't really, you know, giving her the compliments and the attention that she needed. And I noticed that. And it was definitely something that stood, stood out to me for sure. Yeah, and I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, this is, it almost seemed like in the beginning, because as we saw, three of the four couples were brought there basically, not against their will, obviously they had to agree to do it, but three of the women didn't want to be there. Asanika didn't want to be there, Ashley didn't want to be there, Ashley H, and and Kate. They were brought by their men, and, you know, Ashley, uh, Ashley G is the only one who brought her guy. The other three were brought by their men, so... In the beginning, it seemed like it was going to be really tough to crack. I almost felt like watching those first two episodes, like, really? Are these girls just going to pout for all three <laughs> for the for the whole right. season? I mean, I knew it would change. I knew they would eventually open up. But it took took a while for, for some of them. And some of them still, yeah. through episode six, are still not fully embracing the process yet. It's slowly but surely. When you were in the house with them, did you get that sense that, come on, ladies, let's have a little more fun? Were you a little frustrated or... You had a Sonic, oh. so you didn't care. No, absolutely. We, were, I mean, imagine being with twelve guys who, who we're all trying to get with four girls here. Uh, we were all frustrated. I mean, um, you know, obviously besides KB, but um, you know, it, it was difficult, right? It, we were in a unique role. We had to comfort the girls every time they came back from a bonfire and really make them feel comfortable, but also stay true to our agenda and and um hold true to the fact that we are here to find love as well so it was it was a it was a difficult battle trying you know trying to emotionally comfort them at, at that point and also stay true to ourselves and and realize you know why we came here yeah and when i was talking to medina she brought up a, a point about she's like look we're basically side pieces I, she goes i knew well, going on that island right. I'm, I'm a side piece because he's got a girlfriend right. so so you are guests technically, you know, side guys or whatever. But when you look at it from a distance, is there a part of you that, you know, we don't know how it ends up yet, but is there a part of you that, let's just say at the end of this thing, you and Asanika ended up together. She felt she had a better connection with you or wanted to explore something with you and wanted to end her relationship with Gavin. Would that be something to where I think if you if you were up for it, because obviously it seems like you're into her, but would that be something that would always weigh on the back of your mind? Like, well, God, she left, she left Gavin after a year and a half relationship for me, a guy she knew for a month. How do I know she wouldn't do that to me in the future? Or is that something that you never really crossed your mind? 
I don't think that really ever crossed my mind. Um, I thought Sonic was being extremely respectful of her relationship. Yeah. Um, it, it never really crossed my mind. I think if, you know, if she wasn't in such a unique situation, things would have been a little different. But, um, yeah, I don't think it really ever crossed my mind. I, I think she was very respectful. She was very loyal. She was committed to her relationship. And you guys could clearly see that up until, you know, episode seven. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't think it ever really crossed my mind, to be honest with you, Steve. Is she is she someone that um, just type wise and, and I've said this in the in the past few interviews that I've done with the people in the couples like you got to agree with me. She looks like Rihanna. Right, like you saw that oh, when you see absolutely. her. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not yes, the only one. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it a few times to her while we were on the island. You know, I called her Rihanna, um, and it, you know, she even talks like her, walks like her. Oh yeah. Uh, sings like her. It, 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 it's pretty weird, but um, yeah. Oh, 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 she sings. Oh, we don't know. I didn't know a song. Yeah, sings. yeah. She she definitely sings as well. Um, so yeah, it felt like I was dating Rihanna as I was on the island. <laughs> So that was pretty cool. <laughs> what would you say would have been the craziest night there at your villa, at the I guess the the girls' villa, mm. um, that you guys went on? Would it be the? Oh wait, I don't think that episode is aired yet. Um, because uh, I'm a, I'm a little bit ahead in in terms of episodes that I've seen. Um, right. So yeah. up through six episodes, where, where were you at with? What was the craziest night, or maybe even the craziest thing that? either was shown or even might not have been shown that like, whoa, yo, you guys, you guys missed out on this. Right. Um, I would say really good question, Steve. I would say, um, honestly, I think it was the ABC party. Um, it was the first time we actually saw the girls starting to get more comfortable with us. They started to let loose. Uh, they came back to the bonfire. They weren't really upset to be honest. They were more of in a, a joyful mood and they were just ready to party and have fun. And as you guys could see on episode six, they were letting loose like we've never seen before all season. So I think that was really the turning point when we realized they're starting to get over the fact, um, you know, their boyfriends are potentially doing something on the other side of the island. Yeah. And I think that that's something that, um, you know, you'll see play out tonight when, you know, we said tonight is the, the, uh, leave a video for your significant other uh that happens tonight right. but um before that there there are some tempers uh that flare tonight that uh causes a rift in one of the relationships we'll oh, see right. that air um but yeah i mean i think this is a it, the whole process is such a it's such a weird experience this is different than going on you know because my expertise here and what i do is is bachelor and bachelorette um it's just right. a different it's a different animal because bachelor and bachelorette are all there to meet one guy. And you're basically competing for one. You're competing for four, but the four is there's like, there's like a, a chain link fence between the two of you because they're currently in a relationship. And it's like, right. did you take it as, <clears throat> even though that's the ultimate goal, are you taking it as mm-hmm. I want a Sonica to break up? Or were you truly there to be like, look, I'm here for you. Cause you, you really have some, some good game you you spit some great lines at her um <laughs> you, you're very you're very <laughs> slick with that um but like were you there for i wanted sonica to break up with him at the end of this thing and i want to be with her or was it just hey let's just get to know each other and i'm fine with what happens right so good question steve um but as you guys see 
throughout the season, I'm being very, very respectful of her boundaries and our relationship. She did mention to me a few times she wanted to build a foundation, right? So she wanted us to become friends, get to know each other. Um, and never did it really cross my mind. I was hoping that she would break up with Gavin. I was really there to support her throughout the situation because I understand they were going through a lot. There were a lot of emotions all over the place. Then there's 12 hot guys trying to convince them to leave their relationship. I know a lot was going on in Sonic's head at that time, so I wasn't really trying to force her to leave her relationship. Um, I was really just trying to guide her through the process, support her, and pretty much, you know, build that foundation first and foremost before we move any further, really. Yeah, no, and I, and I see that, and I think people will see in the next few episodes, you know, how what happens and what kind of transpires between you two and, and going forward, because I think in the beginning – uh, there's a lot of people that are just like, wow, it seems like all these girls are just locked onto their dudes and they're not willing to do anything and willing to put themselves out there. And then you just see more and more, you know, I mean, obviously Ashley G was the first one to open up, but then slowly a right. is we saw Ashley H uh, get with Ben last episode. That's, you know, starting yeah. to become a thing now. And then, um, you know, and then there's Kate and she's got this thing with Dominique that she, is fighting to, uh, you know, explore because she doesn't want to piss right. Dave off, even though Dave is philandering around with 17 different women on the other side of the island, you know? Having uh, the time of his life, yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's it's a crazy, crazy atmosphere, I'm sure. Um, you know, we, we all know it was filmed this summer. We know that the reunion show's already been filmed. Um, we we don't know anything that, that's happened, and we I like it that way, other than, I mean, I've seen some things, uh, but with that said, I, I want to jump over to one other thing, and this is totally unrelated to Ti, and that's uh, your basketball okay. career. Uh, you grew up, okay? You grew up in Queens. Is that where you're from? Yes, born okay. and raised in Queens, New York. Born and raised in Queens. You went to Christ the King. You played Division Two basketball. Did you ever play overseas? No, I didn't play overseas, but I did play professionally for an IBA team that was called Connected Legends. We actually went undefeated that year. I was the youngest player on that team, mm. and we won a championship. Nice. Um, so being yeah. being a being a baller from New York, um, and I've always I've heard the stories uh, out there of Rucker Park. Um, is that right. something that you could like show up and play at, or is it like a, a seniority thing and and whatever could you could you go run at rucker park or no uh do you have to like know somebody or something yeah it's a there's a lot of politics that goes into those i mean it's uh it's a long story it's not anyone can't just show up and play at rucker park there's a lot of politics involved um you know that's a very historic playground so you know they only want the best out of the whole city in New York city. So it's, it's very, it's a lot of politics, but I'm pretty sure I could, if I really tried my hardest, I could work myself into one of those teams. Have, have you ever gone and, and watched games at Rucker park? No, to be honest, I haven't done it yet, oh. but I will try to do it the following summer because, um, yeah, definitely haven't got out there yet. Are you still like, do you still play ball just locally, like in rec leagues and just tear it up because you know, you're probably better than most of those people or have you, passed on playing basketball still what, what do you do uh, um, to be honest the last time i played basketball was at the uh, st rose alumni game but before that i haven't played in probably a year okay. it was one of those uh 
love-hate relationships. You know, I knew that my career with basketball is pretty much over. So I barely watch basketball on TV now. Um, I barely play. And that's just a, a part of my life where it's pretty much over now. So I'm just, oh. you know, transitioning over to my career now. And what and what is your career? Share that with, with us. Yes. Um, I'm a financial consultant. So pretty much I pretty much help people and advise people on how to balance and manage their finances on a daily basis. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, oh, that's crazy. I had, I had no idea that you had pretty much kind of given it up. I thought maybe like someone who like yourself who had played ball a lot, you know, high school, college, that you would just, you know, stay in a league or something to keep yourself active and, and whatnot that way. But I get it. Um, you've moved on well, to other I work things. out a lot. Yeah, okay. So I go to the gym a lot. I work out a lot. So that, that you know, it gives me the same feeling, the adrenaline rush. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's pretty much how I stay active. But um, other, like, actually playing organized basketball, I don't play that too often yeah. anymore. Oh, I hear you. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Kareem. Uh, we've, you know, like I said, episode seven tonight on uh, on USA, ten nine Central. Things get interesting because the video messages are coming up tonight, and um, you know oh, yeah. we'll see we'll see what happens from there and the rest of the season. And um, you know, obviously, you're prominently involved as is Medina, so uh, that's why I wanted to have you two on uh, for this week's podcast because we hadn't talked to any of the singles yet, and you two are probably the most between the male uh, suitors and the female suitors, probably the ones that have gotten the most airtime and the ones that people could probably recognize the most on each side, except, you know, outside of maybe KB on your side and Tanita on the other side, I'd say yeah. you two are definitely the ones that people would notice and want to hear your story. And uh, it's it's good to hear the singles perspective on this whole thing. So I appreciate right. you coming on, man. Um, good luck with everything. We'll definitely be watching, and uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you for having me, Steve. Really appreciate it. You got it, Kareem. Thank you to Kareem for that. Another good interview with a guy that I really have enjoyed watching this season. I think this guy is just, I don't know how you describe him, just a cool cat. This guy, he's got some good game. Um, he's certainly, certainly making a Sonica a little weak in the knees. <laughs> Uh, you could tell that she's definitely starting to like him more and more. Things, you know, will will probably progress in the next few episodes <clears throat> between them. But, yeah, I think this is something that it was fun having the singles on this week. I didn't do the singles until after the season last year when we had on uh, Catherine. And I think we had on one other single. Oh, Dr. Johnny. We had Catherine and Dr. Johnny on in the same week uh, after season one. Um, but I was like, well, let's bring in singles during the season. I think next week I'm going to do, uh, I, I think Kate and or Dave will be next week's guests, but I'm not 100% positive, so don't hold me down to that. But it'll, it'll probably be another Temptation Island guest. Um, I know a few of you have asked me about Casey, who was on last season, and it was our podcast guest every week. Casey's definitely going to come on this season. Um, just to give her thoughts on what she has seen. She's been pretty vocal about it on, on Twitter and on social media. And I think uh, I think Catherine's going to come back on again at some point as well. Maybe I'll have them both on in the same week uh, just to give their thoughts on Temptation Island and what they've seen this season. So thank you to Medina. Thank you to Kareem uh, for coming on this week. I really enjoyed those talks. Please, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. It's much appreciated. 
It helps the podcast more than you know. And, um, you know, here we are. I know that a lot of you who are Bachelor fans are are just waiting in anticipation uh, for the ending. As I said in the beginning, I just want to be sure. Um, I've been told, but I just want to be sure before I release anything in regards to who Peter chose at the end of this thing. So you will know what I know for sure. Um, so I will let you know. Don't worry. You get it every season. This season is no different. Whether it takes me, you know, we're, we're literally four days removed from the final row ceremony. Like it's, it's okay that you don't know four days out. Um, excuse me. Would you rather me be right? Or would you rather just get it as soon as possible? Even if I don't know if it's right, you know, obviously you want to, you want the right person that he chose. So, uh, that's all I'm waiting for. And I, I expect to have it fairly soon. Um, it is possible that I find out over the weekend and how I reveal it would be, even though I've never done it, revealed the winner over Twitter or social media. It's always been in a column. Um, if I do get confirmation since today is Thursday, um, maybe I'll find out later today. Maybe I'll get the confirmation I need tomorrow. But, um, I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I, I don't want to promise anything because I, I know some of you hold me to every single word that comes out of my mouth. And uh, it, it has to be if I if I gave any sort of date, it's like, well, you said this date. And, you know, it's like, OK, I'm done giving dates. So with that said, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. You will get your bachelor stuff as soon as I can confirm it. And thank you to Medina again and Kareem again for coming on. So for the two of them, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. See you!